Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm back with the 66th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. And today we're going to continue going through a series of hands that I played in a 5,000 euro buy-in European Poker Tour main event. This is from the uh, the previous two hands took place right before this hand. So if you have not watched those, definitely take a look at them. Those will give you a little bit of a backstory as to what is happening in this tournament. I think it is very important to recognize that hands do not happen in a vacuum, meaning that the previous hands that you play at your table and versus your opponents will affect their decisions. And if you do not recognize that, you will certainly make errors. So we've been playing a pretty aggressive style so far. We've been active enough, and so have some of our opponents. So we get queen-jack offsuit in the big blind at 100-200. I have 40,000 chips. We have an initial raise from a second position tight aggressive kid out of his twenty six or 25,000 chips stacked to 500. The same loose aggressive Asian guy calls. He's in every pot, it seems. <laughs> and I have queen-jack offsuit in the small blind. I actually think that this is a fine spot to just fold. I don't have a problem with that at all. Given I know the loose aggressive Asian kid is very splashy and likely will try to steal pots when checked to, I don't mind calling this so much because if I make a top pair, I can realistically call down somewhat easily. And the tight aggressive kid, if he goes off and fires multiple barrels and it comes queen XX or jack XX, I'll probably get out of the way. So I'm okay calling this. I could also re-raise if I thought I'd have a lot of fold equity, but once you are seen putting a lot of chips in the pot on the previous hands, your opponent's not going to give you nearly as much credit. So jack 6-4. I check, of course. I'm going to be checking pretty much everything in this spot. Anytime the board is very dry like this, you can count on one of the two opponents betting when checked too. So I'm loving the spot. Tight aggressive kid bets 750 and loose aggressive Asian kid calls. All right, so we have to think about their ranges. So tight aggressive kid is probably betting a lot of his overcard hands, like ace, king, king, queen, etc. Any jack, all the overpairs, any set. He may bet a hand like pocket tens, although I'm not too sure that's actually the best play. I think you're probably better off check calling and seeing what develops. Um, but I think that's going to be pretty much his range. Hands that either have some equity going to the turn or hands that are almost certainly best. Meaning he either has a made hand that he thinks is value bet worthy or over cards. Loose aggressive Asian kid really could have anything, anything on the board. I don't think he's going to have 10-9 offsuit, for example, but I think he could have a hand like 8-7 and be floating. Um, he could also have sets. He could have two pair. The only two pair being 6-4 on jack 6-4. So I think his range is pretty wide. So what should I do with my queen jack? I think I actually have two realistic options. And I think I either need to raise for primarily protection slash value, kind of slash information, or I need to fold. And I don't think very many people consider the fold option in this scenario. But you have to ask yourself, if I call and the turn is anything and the tight aggressive kid bets, and the Asian guy does anything, I'm not really loving my spot. So if I face an additional bet on the turn from either player, really, I'm not happy. And when you're out of position and the pot starts to become somewhat large, notice if I call this flop bet, the pot's going to be 4,000 or more, or a little bit more than 4,000, and I'll be facing an additional bet for 3,000 or so on the turn. That starts to become a pretty dicey spot to call down with a bluff catcher. Of course, I do have a very good bluff catcher, but it's not a spot that I actually want to be in. So I think the best way to play this is either raise or fold. 
And again, this is another spot where I'm going to really base my decision on live reads. We discussed this in the previous episode where I probably had reads on my opponent that he was weak. Perhaps in this hand, I had a read on the loose aggressive Asian kid that maybe he was strong or maybe just decided to get out of the way this time. And you don't really see a lot of people making these types of folds whenever you watch poker on TV because quite often you're at the final table and you're playing very shorthanded. Like if this was a six-handed table and these players were in late position, I'm probably not folding this. But facing this exact scenario from an early position raiser, I, I think I need to find a snug fold if I have any sort of read that one of the players has a good hand or even just likes his hand. And that could be a subtle thing or a very obvious thing. I mean, maybe the tight aggressive kid you know, perks up a little bit when he bets. He's like, he sees the flop, he gets excited. He's like, okay, this is good. And if he thinks this is good with an early position range, that's not really good for my my hand. I'm actually in pretty bad shape. And maybe the Asian guy did something different. Maybe I thought he was weak in the previous hand and he looked completely different in this hand. And that is something you always want to be aware of. So I fold and that may look super nitty, but it worked out this time. So on the turn, take a look what happens. Turns a king, Tight aggressive kid bets 1,500. Asian guy raises to 4,000. Of course, this is an example of a spot where if I had queen jack, I would be done with it every time. Um, But even if I did call the flop and it goes 1,500 call, I'm definitely folding my queen jack every time. So I would have just lost 750 for fun. Tight aggressive kid calls 2,500 more. River is a five. Tight aggressive kid checks. Loose aggressive Asian kid bets 9,000. So he's just blasting it. I mean, I would assume he must have something good. Either 8-7 or a set or six, four. And it turns out he actually did have pocket sixes. So I'm not going to say that the live read is what saved me in this spot, but I definitely think that it helped. And again, it's a little bit hard to show replays in scenarios like this, but I do my best to try to give you reads on my opponent based on what I did. And I, I can promise that I'm not folding this hand every time at all by a default, but, or as a default, but if you have reads that your opponents have a strong hand, you simply have to get out of the way. And notice that the tight aggressive kid paid him off for two streets, which tells me tight aggressive kid, or well, three streets, really three big bets that this tells me that tight aggressive kid had a very good hand, either King Jack, ace King pocket aces, or maybe pocket fours. Even I know I'm not going to say he had pocket fours. That's that's pretty optimistic, but he clearly had a hand he liked because he just put in 15,000 chips very early in the tournament. If you want to learn significantly more about how to read poker tells and how to go about reading poker tells, check out Excelling at No Limit Hold'em. There is an excellent chapter by Zach Elwood, who is the author of the book Reading Poker Tells and also Verbal Poker Tells. And his chapter is a primer on how to how to make reads on your opponents and adjust your play accordingly. And Again, this book is meant to be a complete guide to No Limit Hold'em in that it discusses various aspects that either rarely get discussed or have not been discussed by players of this caliber. And again, we do have multiple World Series of Poker bracelet winners, main event winners, World Poker Tour champions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Also, online genius kids, um, poker psychology experts. And if you want to learn about No Limit Hold'em and you like this podcast, you will definitely love this book. So check it out. You can get it at holdembook.com, H-O-L-D-E-M-B-O-O-K.com. And let me know what you think. Please leave a review on Amazon or wherever you get it. And let me know. I'm, I'm curious to see how much you guys are enjoying it because I know I loved the process of making this book. 
and I hope you enjoy reading it as much as I enjoyed making it. I'll be back next week for the 67th episode. We will continue going through hands facing these relatively active players in this 5,000 euro event. I will talk to you next week.